All right. All right. All right. Episode 99 of the BDE Radio Podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out with us for so long. Um, back to normal. We had a cool we had a cool one last week. It was really cool, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back and check it out. It's uh, my brother and Paul. They uh, they they have a show that just dropped on A and E, and y'all need to go check it out. Um, but in other news, episode ninety nine of the podcast with your co host Cam, and alongside me, as always, is Ron, aka Grooves, aka the Goat. How are you, bro? Doing good. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Right. Today is St. Patty's Day, so. Um, if you have your green beer, drink it. If you have Guinness, drink it. Um, just hope you guys have a fantastic night. It's always a fun day. It's one of the better drinking holidays. But I, myself, am doing pretty well. Um, Cam, I think we have a lot to talk about this week. Uh, I know since the, not last week, the episode before, a lot has gone down in the sports world. So I'm ready to dive in if you are. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to if we want to finish this before two hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just got to get in there. <laughs> Let's, um, guys, we got a lot to cover, and um, I hope you guys bear with us. Y'all are going to get our takes on the, all of the news that's happened literally the past two weeks in sports, and there's been a lot. So, y'all buckle up, and um, let's hop in. Ryan, what are we going to start with? So, let's start with the MLB. Okay. Let's start with the lockout, because there's something that came up while I was sitting there listening to the radio during all of it. So this, you know, a couple weeks ago before this all happened and it ended and everything started, right? So I was listening to the radio and, you know, one of the big things is a shift. Shift's getting, you know, essentially banned or edited into a way in 23. So not this year, but next year. So that's good news all around. Love that. But here's here's what pisses me off, and this is something you have talked about a lot, and it's something I've came around on now too. You have guys literally saying on the radio, just be better hitter. Just hit the ball the other way. Don't hit into the shift. They're throwing 95 and plus inside on your hands. You really think you're going to be able to hit that ball the other way? People that uh, people that say that, they're just ignorant. And um, it's, Clearly no, don't know anything about the game. It's fine to be ignorant, but know that you're ignorant if you're ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Except that you don't have all the information or knowledge before you actually before you definitively have an opinion. Um, I can tell you firsthand. Um, I was facing really good guys, uh, a few guys that are big leaguers, not many. The, I was facing guys that aren't big leaguers, right? And these mm-hmm. guys can still command both sides of the plate. Most a lot of them, I'd say, f- more than half of them can command both halves of the plate. Um, with their with their fastball, and I'm just letting y'all know, man. If I'm a lefty and I am a lefty, if a left-handed hitter is up and they have the second baseman in shallow right field, just get your get your imagination working here. They got we this, all know what you're talking yeah, about. If you got your second baseman in shallow right, you got your shortstop right on top of second base, and you got your third baseman playing shortstop, and the ball is pitched inside. I don't care. It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter at all how good of a hitter you are. With a wooden bat especially, you're not going to be able to fist that ball and force it to the to the left side, to the six hole. You're just not going to be able to hit it to the backhand of a shortstop to a routine ground ball to third base. The only way to combat that is to drop those drag bunts down like they have been, like you've seen a lot of times, honestly, um, mm-hmm. over the years. 
but that's just boring. It's just yeah, boring. That's, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to beat a shift by hitting a, by bunting. You know what I'm saying? That, and that's the only way you can beat yeah. it. You know? So it's just um, it's tough to watch. Uh, it was tough to watch. Good riddance to the shift. Um, people that disagree and say be a better hitter, um, they're throwing, they're pitching into the shift. It's not like they're pitching. There's not like they're still painting the outside half when they're pull when they're having a severe pull shift. That's not how. That's not they're they're breaking their own shift right. by doing that. Um, and sometimes they do that. And in which case, yes, be a good hitter and hit it to where it should be hit. But in the vast majority of cases, you're getting pitched into that shift. You know, they're wanting you to hit. They don't even care if you strike out. They're rolling the dice and willing to bet that you're not going to hit a home run. And they're saying, hit into the shift because that's what they want. And um, that should never have been a part of the game. It's cool that the game evolved to that extent, though. I will say that is that is it is cool to see uh, my game that I grew up on develop and evolve in such a way to where we're having to put new rules in effect because people, the humans are evolving and the strategies are evolving. That's cool to me. But let's dial it back. Let's get back to where – let's get back to our typical X's and O's, our typical positions, and let's play baseball. Let's make the pitchers pitch all on both halves. Let's make the hitters hit to both sides of the field. And let's see what – I mean, you know, like, let's get back to the – let's get back to real baseball. And, and that's, that, that, that's exciting. Yeah. And there's some other things that are going on. Um, I, I think with banning the shift, it, it brings more offense into the game. And I think if anybody watching the game, that's pretty much what needs to happen. You need guys to be able to hit singles and doubles and triples and stuff along those lines, and not just home runs. Everybody loves a home run, but you need to be able to produce runs and have more run. I mean, that's what it is. Everybody wants a bigger score. Exactly. Nobody wants a pigeon duel anymore. Nope. And with the shift, that's what's happening. Well, it's really just it's, you got to play the percentages. You know, like more yeah. people want to see runs than than people don't want to see runs. In which right. case, you tailor the game to that. You know, yeah. it's like um, I, nobody really loves watching Army play football. Nobody really loves watching the wing D. People want to watch some air raid. People want to watch people throw it all over the field and get crazy. And that's part of the reason that Malzahn was. Uh, relevant for as long as he was because he just did weird shit. Like, he, he, you know you're going to get at least three double reverses and at least two double reverse passes a game from this guy, and you never knew what was going to happen, and it's exciting. For better or worse, it is exciting, and people like to watch exciting things. That's literally why the mm -hmm. circus exists for entertainment. <laughs> Let's get that going. That's why sport exists, exactly. essentially. Exactly. Why do you think they started killing each other in a in a coliseum back in the day? It's because people were bored. They want to see some action. They want to see guys go out there with just a shield and beat each other and try to hit each other with a shield the whole time. They want to see some 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 death, you know, some wild, some violence. You want to see some action, and that is where we're at right now. And we're making the proper steps, and we're taking the necessary precautions to hopefully get back to. Electric baseball. Some necessary steps. Yeah. There are some that yeah. I don't disagree. I don't agree with that. We're going to talk yeah, about real let's quick. Lay them out. Uh, well, you here's what bothers me about this. So you have pitchers. So this is one of my guys, Tyler Matzik, came out and was like, "Hey, they're tailoring the game to hitting. Like they're changing all these rules. They're getting rid of the ship because they want 
more offense. They're tailing it toward. It's not fair to pitchers. Well, you also know what's not fair. All these guys that are throwing 100 miles per hour yeah. from 60 feet away. Yeah. I'm sorry. The game has evolved. Like you said, humans have evolved now yeah. to where we have guys that are just sitting 97 to 98 to 100 miles per hour for six innings. Yeah. That used to never happen. Yeah. 95 never happened. Mm. Like the average baseball or fastball was like 91, 92 mm. just 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's already so went up. You want to talk about fair. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about fair here. Then the, the game has completely changed to where the defense and the pitchers have even more of an advantage than they already do. Yeah. Like hitters are already at a disadvantage, right? That's part of the game. Yeah, That's just the way the game was made. If they weren't, they'd be batting above 500. Exactly. You know? so, what do you mean? Like, I, I guess I understand his, his frustration because at the end of the day, pitchers need jobs too. And if you're right. getting shelled, you're not going to have a job. But also, hopefully, management will notice the adjustments and be a little bit more lenient in the coming years to poor, quote-unquote, poor statistical performance because we are tailoring the game towards hitting. So we are right. we, we need to expect ERAs to go up. We need to expect hits per inning to go up. We need to expect that. What we don't need to expect is walks. That's on you, you know? Yeah. Hey, walks is on you, but hits, sometimes that's not on you. Sometimes you make a great pitch and there's just a good hitter in the box, you know? That's right. just baseball, which is beautiful. Um, but play the game like you played the game the entire you're pretty much your entire life until you got to the pros. Right. Let's be honest. The shifts didn't really exist until you got to the pros. Right. I mean, like you, how how rare did you see a shift in college? It, it was, was. I'm assuming it was, it was pretty very, rare. It was pretty rare. The only, to be honest with you, and and I'm sure I'm wrong in some respect to this, but the only the only team that was really shifting was ours, South. I mean. We had Coach Lucky. I mean, he's the man. He's the general when it comes to our infield, right. and he would put you right where you needed to be. And a lot of the times, he'd bump the bounty up the middle. You know, he'd, he'd bump the bounty up the middle ten or fifteen feet. He'd he'd back Bulger or whoever Stokes at the time at second base. He'd put him in the grass. You know, depending on the field, if it wasn't a fat lip, then he would put him in the grass. You know, give him some room. Um, but in general, no, you didn't see shifts. You let the boys play. And there, you, you you let the hitters get after it, and um, I think the reason that you don't see a bunch of shifts, to be honest with you, is because the pitching quality. I'm I'm not not right. to say that Division One pitchers aren't any good. They're damn good. Trust me, very good pitchers, very very good. But they're not in command of everything yet. You know, not in not in the sense, not in the way that not in the way that Degrom is, not in the way that Degrom can pitch at upper nines on both sides. Uh, you know, hey, there's not many people that not, pitch like Degrom. Though. Not even in the way that Peacock can pitch, and yeah, and was he was our closer. More people can stay healthy, healthier than Degrom, though. Very true, very true. It's um, it's just different up there, man. And I'm I'm glad that we're realizing it. The hitters are already at an enormous disadvantage. I mean, two you're batting 265, 270, you're having a hell of a year. Imagine right. being imagine being 27 successful 27% of the time in any other job in the world. You would get and fucking still being fired. paid millions. Yeah. You'd get fired, you know? Um so it's just um good. Good on baseball on that respect. Yeah. So here's another thing. So with tailoring the game to offense, it's going to drag the games out a little bit. So what's the MLB's solution to this? Pitch clock. You get 14 seconds when there's nobody on. Then you get 19 seconds when somebody's on. This is absurd, right? I love it. You love it? I fucking hate <laughs> it. I don't get it. I love it. The re- All right, here's why I love it. Because 
I'm so tired, and this is part of the reason I just stopped watching baseball, is because, and also, you got to understand, I mean, I understand this also, they're playing 162 games, which they have got to do something with, in my opinion, in general. But, um, yeah, I think the owners want to change we, that, I think. Hopefully. Right? But, um, I think they are wanting to at least change it to 154. We got to do something. I don't know if eight games will do it, which but I don't really, um, yeah. Uh, my thing, all right, so my thing is, the game's already so damn long because the batters, they'll, they're, they got time held. They're absolutely crafting the batter's box to exactly what their feet want to happen. You know, like they've got right. their, 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 they, the, the clay on the, in the batter's box is so perfect that you can literally put your spike into it and it will never move. Literally. Yeah. You tear something up in you your knee. It's that good. You will rip your shit if you mess around, if you don't know how to hit in a big league stadium. But it's just, it's just, it takes so much time. And like, yo, call time, get in the batter's box, hit. And the pitchers, they just allow it because they kind of have to. And with the pitch clock, hopefully, we get more, hey, we get more just like that South, my favorite South Alabama fan of all time. I don't even know his name. But to this day, I promise you, you can go to, you can go to Eddie Stanky Field and on a, on a Sunday more than likely – he will be right behind home, uh, uh, the home dugout, s- just yelling at the top of his lungs, rock and fire, rock and fire. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know right now, we need more rock and fire in the big leagues. I'm tired. I need tempo. I hey, get that ball and let's get after it because I am just so tired of watching these guys get ready to hit. They're, oh, look. Oh, ball one. Okay, now we got to watch the setup again. Oh, one, one. Oh. I can't even imagine watching a 15 pitch at bat. Oh God, that right. would take 20 minutes. You know, like it's just, it's yeah. just ridiculous. That's why my argument I, here is. That's why I like the pitch clock. Yeah, my argument here is they're already at a disadvantage. Take the time you need. I agree. I agree. But how much time is necessary? That's there my, is too too much. Like literally, get your sign, do whatever. Yeah, get in the box, get your feet, get set up, and literally go. get your sign. Like, which half the time they don't have them. Let's face the facts. They have situational yeah. signs in the big leagues. That's it. And they and that's for that's for X amount of guys that can run or X amount of guys right. that can bunt. That's literally it. Um, you know if you're getting a exactly. Sign or not. You know. I mean, Freddie Freeman's not getting any signs anytime soon. Because he's no, a banger. He's just hitting the he ball. He just hits balls hard as, as shit. So, yo, take a pitch. Take a foot out. Maybe if you're getting real crazy, take both feet out. You know, you don't have to walk around, unstrap your batting gloves, reset your cleats. Yeah. You know, like. Play fucking, with your cup. Yeah, exactly. Play with your dick in your cup a little bit. Like, you don't, you don't <laughs> need that, dude. That is so unnecessary. No, I agree with that. It's ridiculous. And people need to get the fuck in the box and get ready to hit. And the pitchers need to tow the rubber and get ready to pitch. And we just need to get to work. That's why I think, at the very least, the pitch clock will help contribute to that concept. And maybe at a later date, we kind of wean it off. But right now, dude, there's just too much shit going on. There's too much extracurricular madness in the game that makes it even slower and more miserable, to be honest with you. As As a television viewer... It is right. a more miserable, more it's I, I went miserable is a little strong. It's a more drawn out, unnecessary process. See, it's just such a casual thing for me. I just have it on. I watch it. I don't not super engage. And maybe that's part of the one sixty two and like the playoff environment. It's it's electric and I know they want to recreate that as much as they can. But I'm sorry, you're not gonna be able to do that. 
unless you have football scenario where you have 17 games and that's just not plausible for baseball. Right. Same with the NBA. NBA has the same issue. They play like 80 something games. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, so. if we just cut the the game total in half, we find out who the best team in the country is in college in 56 games plus plus World Series games you're looking at like 70 75 games. Right. You know, give me 80 games as a big league, 82 games, 81 games, take it right down the middle. 81 games. It's more than enough, dude. You cut yeah. salaries. But I have an issue with college baseball. What? Why the hell are we starting in February and playing games in snowstorms? That's a fair point, dude. I think it's mainly because they want to generate revenue, and the way to generate revenue is to play when people are on campus. And they want to yeah, get as many get games on campus as or They want to get as many games with people on campus as possible. With students there. Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, games in June, it's not a packed house. I can promise you that. Unless no. you're Unless you're Vanderbilt. Unless you're a unless you're an urban big campus, city, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like Auburn, it's not gonna pack out. Tuscaloosa, it's not no. gonna pack out. Mobile, not gonna pack out. Vanderbilt will always be packed. Um, Stark Vegas will always be packed simply because it's literally a small town anyway. Um, right. Th- there are special cases that would be packed out, but in general, that's that would be my guess is revenue. Yeah, I, it, I, I mean, agree that's what it has entirely. to be. I agree entirely. Because baseball is a warm weather sport. It should not be played during snowstorms. This isn't football. Brother. It's not indoors. If you want to play in that, play in a dome. We drove. But I know that's not plausible. Yeah, I'm with you. We drove to Jackson State, and we were playing them on a Wednesday. Absolute trap game, dude. I mean, oh, of course. the trappiest of all the trap games. It was my freshman year. I remember it was like it was yesterday. Patterson had just given me a glove, Patty, and it was a it was a – you know, I mean, Pat was in the big leagues at the time. Like, it was right. a nice glove, and it wasn't fully broken in, but it was it was it was good enough to be the gamer at the time, right? And um, but it was still it's still pretty tough to close. You know, thumb to pinky, like you need to as an outfielder. And um, I remember we show up, dude, and I could already tell it was cold because I mean we got on the bus. It was pretty cold, Mobile. <laughs> we get over there uh, in Jackson, and brother, it was. It was so cold. Obviously, there was flurries. You know, there was flurries falling. Midweek, miserable. Nobody wanted to be there anyway, including Jackson State. Um, it was the, you know, the snow flurries. It was like 28 degrees. Literally, in between innings, you had to go in the dugout, and you had to keep your glove on because if you didn't, if you put it down, the condensation in the water would just uh, just soak into the leather, and it would literally freeze solid. You couldn't use your glove. It happened to my secondary glove I'd used during BP, and I literally had right. to use my gamer during BP because my shit was frozen. I had to put it back in my bag on the bus. It was the most miserable shit on the planet, and I don't wish that on anybody. And I wish we could figure out a way to back it up and still generate revenue, um, but I, don't, I just don't know how we could accomplish that outside of sacrificing yeah. revenue, which I'm not opposed to, to be honest with you. Whatever. Yeah. So two more baseball things. Uh, one college baseball thing and one more pro thing. Yeah. We'll talk about the pro thing real real quick. Increasing the base size. Mm-hmm. They are increasing the base size yeah. part of the CBA. What do you think about about that? Um, I I'm kind of neutral. I don't really care. But I I, I lean how I, feel. I lean towards the side of it's beneficial. The reason I say that is because I've played first base. 
my senior year, I played first base because literally our entire right. outfield was top ten draft picks. So like, yeah, what am I? Pretty good. What the fuck am I supposed to do out there? You know, like I'm I'm not allowed out there. You know, right? Uh, so I got to figure it out. It's either that or DH. Exactly, which I ended up doing, uh, poetically enough. But um, I played first base. Had to learn first base, and dude, when you get stepped on at first base, it hurts. It's not. It's not even really the pain. It's the psychological damage that it'll do to you, because. After one time, dude, all it takes is one time you get healed up and you get stepped on right on the heel, and they don't mean to. They don't. It's just of nature of the game. They're hauling ass, and they're trying to be safe, and you're trying to get them out, and that's just how it is. As soon as they cleat you, the next, I'd say, two games, three games, you're stretching out and and you're just, you're you're like mentally prepared to get cleated. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it's like an impending slick at, at in the principal's office. Like you know it's coming, you just don't know when, and that's c- kind of how it felt after a cleating. Um, so maybe I I don't know why. I guess that would be the rationale as to why they do it. Um, yeah, it's a safety thing they say, oh, uh, and I think it could help generate some more steals because again the bases are bigger. Like guys, you know your bang bang play where it's like this close. It's closer, yeah. Now that's gonna be there. It's no longer ninety feet. It's probably like ninety and ninety and three quarter or eighty nine and three quarter, right? But um, yeah. I like it. It's a weird one. I lean I towards mean, like it as opposed to dislike it. Yeah, it's just a little. I I care less about this than I do the pitch clock. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. So, I feel that. I feel that. and then the last baseball thing, and then we'll move on to the NFL and some March Madness, which that did start today. So we have some upsets, and we'll talk about that. Um, Vanderbilt using watches. I, I haven't talked to Tino about this. I know you've seen it. We talked yeah. about it a little bit. But the fact that they're using watches, its um, what the hell? It's just the evolved version of the wristband, dude. That's all it is. I mean, that's, I mean if, you, if you get the money, you might as well, you know? Right. You can take it to the bank. Ain't nobody stealing signs. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. is for sure. Now, people can argue, oh, well, that takes a portion of the game out of the game within the game, which is fair. That's a fair argument. I get that, but I'm going to fill you in on something right now. As a hitter, I used to hate when people used to try to tell me what was coming in the dugout with like a, with like yeah. a here we go, 2-2, two, two, or here we go, Cam, as being fastball or curveball. I hated it because guess what? It just takes one time where they were fucking wrong, and then your entire day's ruined. Your entire day. <laughs> you just look like it's an idiot. It's not even in that bat, dude. It's an entire day of hitting. You're just fucked. <laughs> for eight at-bats, you're going up for eight. That's just the way it is. Now, granted, I wasn't a very good hitter. That's why I want to podcast. I'm not playing pro ball. But nonetheless, it, it just really messed with it messed with my head. So I'm, once again, I'm neutral. I don't care, really, to be honest with you. I, it's just whatever. funny to me that they're using watches. And wasn't this the whole thing that the Red Sox got in trouble for? They were using an Apple Watch or something to bring in signs, and they got in trouble for it back when the Astros thing got was going on. That was for hitting, though, like hitting tips, not not calling signs for infield or pitching. Uh, see, I thought it was a catcher was wearing wearing it or something. Maybe I have no Maybe. idea. I can't remember. That's a, that's a phenomenal. I just question. think it's it's like do you re- here's my thing is do you really need it that much for like in the field? Um, Instead of just saying, "Hey, move to the right," uh, I I, it, I guarantee it does cut down in time because when Carden would walk out, like we went, we even went to wristbands, and I would just keep it in my back pocket or right. cards, which is what the pros do. Cards, yeah, we we were we would use literally what the pros exactly. do. We would do laminated cards. 
But I'll tell you, dude, sometimes, I mean, I would check it. Now, granted, I, once again, I wasn't a very good player, so I wasn't focused all the time. But Pitch is happening while you're putting but it But I'm up. talking about I'm putting it in my pocket, and the damn, I look up, and the pitcher's leg's up about to throw, and I'm like, well, shit. I'm 25 feet away from where I need to be right now relative to the shift. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I could see where that wrist, the, the watch would be benefit. It would behoove the team because literally you look down and there's an arrow pointing back left three feet or some shit. You know, like, all right, cool. Yeah. I can do that, dude. And it's on your glove, your glove side hand more than likely. So, right. you can just, you can, I mean, I'm sure it's pretty convenient. Um, necessary? No. Yeah, it seems excessive. Ne- very unnecessary, but guess what, dude? So are fucking so are four hundred million dollar contracts. You know, like so True. so I don't want to hear this bullshit about five hundred dollar metal bats. Exactly. I don't want to hear this shit about money if we're if we're talking about excessive, you know, like you know it's excessive the the amount of games that we're playing. You know? That's how that's what's fucking you know it's excessive playing twenty one degree weather and you can't even see the catcher on the television. <laughs> that's what's excessive. Yeah. You know? So I, I'm I'm cool with it. Whatever. I think it'd be kind of cool to to be one of the teams to experience it because you kind of got a one up on everybody you're playing. Like, yeah, fucker, you don't have a watch, dick. <laughs> yeah, I hey, your catcher still has to go out and tell you what exactly you know first and third play you're running. I just got to do this. Exactly. We just look down at the damn at the television screen on my wrist and we're good, dude. <laughs> it's just weird. It just very when weird. I saw that, it kind of threw me very off. Weird. I was like, what the hell? I will say very weird. But you know what else is weird? Actually. Yeah, I'm gonna tangent. I'm gonna tangent right here, uh, really quickly, briefly. You know what's even weirder than watches in baseball? The Oculus Quest Two. If you don't have an Oculus, <laughs> it's if you don't know what an Oculus Quest Two is, it's a virtual reality headset. And when I tell you guys, it is the weirdest shit ever. It is the single weirdest shit I've ever done in my life. Literally, I put it on my head. It's pretty and you weird. Can play putt putt with your friends, right? So I play putt putt with my uh, with Cody. And uh, my two buddies just bought it. And you can literally play these putt-putt courses that are crazy. Like, you're in outer space and shit. But, the, like, you would think, like, it wouldn't, you wouldn't feel, it wouldn't feel authentic. You know, like, it wouldn't right. feel like you're at the damn pirate ship course in Gulf Shores, you know, at the beach for a weekend. Like, it wouldn't feel like that. Right. Dude, the ball rolls just like a golf ball. When you hit it, you're holding the controller, and when you make contact with the ball, it, it like... It resists you. Yeah, it has that haptic feedback where you get that slight resistance that you do with a golf ball. And it is crazy. But onward, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, so if (laughs) if y'all are very interested, I'm letting you know right now, every dollar spent on that Quest 2 is worth it. Go ahead. Yeah, you can play like ping pong against people too and stuff. It's It's pretty cool. Insanity. All right, go ahead. All right, that's it for baseball. Oh, well, one more. Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. Kind of sucks. Uh, as a Braves fan, hate the decision from the Braves. By the way, give him another year. It, what it boils down to, me and Logan have been talking about this because you know he's a big Dodger right. fan, and he, I mean, from day one, he's saying he's going to be a Dodger, and it, it was like Freddie wanted. I think I still have this belief, and Chipper Jones said this: if Freddie wanted to be a Brave, he would have been a yeah, Brave. That's true. He'd still be a Brave. That's true. And what it boils down to is. Freddie wanted six years, and we offered five. Exactly. Nobody. We gave. We were offering one forty. He took one sixty two which is in line with our original offer of 135 when it comes to AAV, right. you know, his average salary throughout the entire right. thing per year. So he took that same deal, took it with the Dodgers, and, you know, he's from L.A., so I think there's some outside factors that factored mm-hmm. into that. 
but it's still weird. But I think what happened was he, him and his agent were playing the game a little too much. I mean, there at one time there was five teams in on all of this. So they were starting to use offers to leverage for more money against each other. Now this is all my theory, but I think this is what happened. And then, Oakland was closing in on a deal with the Yankees and reached out to the Braves and said, Hey, you need to get, we're moving on this. If you don't get it done by tomorrow, Sunday night, they told Freddie, Hey, that apparently didn't tell him, but I think they, they knew Freddie wasn't close to a decision and that they had to go get plan B. They had to go get Olsen, which I, I'm okay with getting Olsen. He's a top five first baseman he's a stud, and he, he's locked in for 10 years. That's insanity, but he is yeah. a stud. I'll tell you that. I hate he, his batting stance, and I hate his bat angle initially. Hands are weird. I hate his bat angle weird, initially. Weird hands. But the guy rakes, you know. Oh, he strokes. The guy rakes. He played at Parkview, which is not far from where I'm yeah. at, and I had friends pitch against him and stuff. He's a stud, mm-hmm. and he's 20. He's my age. He's about to turn 28, I think. He's locked in for 10 years, and it's it allowed us to make more deals. That's why I'm okay with it. Now, it's still bittersweet because we have that. You know, we got Colin McHugh. We got Rosario back. Still have Acuna. Like, our team's still good. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried Very about that. Good. It's just not having Freddie. That's Freddie's just – I think Freddie did a lot more than statistics for the Braves. And um, yeah. that's the big part. I think he generated a lot of revenue. I think a lot of fans wanted to come watch Freddie play. Um, until maybe last year, uh, Acuna started being that guy, um, which is good because he's back. And um, now you don't have Freddie, so it, it, I think I think the, the Braves will be fine. Yeah, they lost prospects, whatever. At the end of the day, they're still yeah, a very I mean, I'm young okay team. With that. I mean, their centerpiece is literally how old? How old is Acuna? Like 24? 23, 24, Yeah, I mean, like their that. centerpiece is literally one of the younger stars in the league. And he's locked in until twenty thirty. Exactly. So it's nine um, or something. It's there's still a lot that uh, that's going good for the Braves. Now, on the other hand. The Dodgers are going to win the fucking World Series. Dude, that lineup <laughs> is unreal. They're pitching. Hey, I'll, I'm not going to lie. Their, their rotation outside of Bueller and Urias is kind of questionable. Kershaw is starting to lose it no a little bit. Gonsolin's not that great, and I can't remember the other guy off the top of my head right now. Logan's going to hate me for that. But they're those two starters, Bueller and Urias, are fucking good. Yeah. But that lineup, oof. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think that lineup, I think they're they, all all stars. Yeah, I think they're just going to be like, guys, if you can just literally keep the game within one run when you're done with your innings, we'll be fine. That's mission accomplished. Two or three, honestly. Yeah, no joke. No joke. I um I don't know, man. I it I, I think it it didn't help the Braves, it just didn't hurt the Braves, but it helped the, the Dodgers. It's a wash. It it hurts because he's not in the locker room now. He's not that voice. Right. You know, he's a 12-year vet. He's been with the 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 program, the franchise for that long. He was drafted at 17, so he's been here, done that. Could have been, you know, the next Chipper Jones, Hank Aaron, Dell Murphy, that kind of guy. But I think you're losing that voice in the locker room a little bit. But you have guys like Dansby, Acuna, Ozzy, who are starting to be there and step up and be those guys, as well as other vets like Morton. He's bounced around the league, but hey, he's on his way back. He's going to be the guy um, once once he heals up a little bit more. I mean, he's he's pitching now in spring training, and he pitched a Olsen. But I think you have leaders that will step up. It still sucks not having Freddie and not having not having a guy that 
has been with the who who went through all the shit and then got to the top, and as soon as we get to the top, he's gone. Yeah, you know yeah. that sucks. Yeah, that's a bummer. But hey, man, it's always cool to leave on top, and not yeah. many people can do that. You know, and uh, all of Tom Brady. So, uh, yeah, um, we can we can we, we can, let's we'll get to him. Let's, uh, let's parlay it. Um, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting year in baseball. I like I like the steps we're taking though in baseball. And honestly, I like how those players said to hell with you guys. We just won't even play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that. That's cool. That's good to see. It was good for the players because and I actually heard Peacock did an interview and I listened to it and he was said, We kind of took what they did back in ninety four to help set us up for where we are now. And now we're doing the same thing for the next guys that come in. And I think that was a smart play. And I think there were still more things they could have done to help the next generation. But they did a lot more than what what was already there. So I think yeah. it's the first step is good. They're in the right direction. Just need to get fucking Manfred out of that damn out of, out of commissioner because he is fucking terrible. Sitting there laughing while he's com- saying that they're canceling games is ridiculous. It's your damn commissioner in the face of the damn of the league, and he's sitting here laughing because he's canceling games, which he didn't have to do. Exactly, he didn't have to cancel games. And yet he's laughing about it. Yeah, it's not a good look, so, dude. It's not a good look. No. But um, yeah, you know how I feel about Manford. To hell with that guy. Um, onward. Everybody feels yeah, no that shit. Way. What else we got? We just mentioned it. Tom Brady's back. Forty days, and he's back. He's unretired. He's back with Tampa. Tampa's making moves, getting guys. They just signed Russell Gage. Chris Godwin's back. They still have Evans. Um, I think they still have Fournette. Look, I mean. Is anybody really truly shocked by this? God no. I mean, we all knew this was going to happen. I I hope he doesn't do it a bunch though. I don't need another Brett Favre. Can't. It'll kind of it'll kind of diminish the legacy at like one or two percent for me. Yeah, I, I we've already seen that with Brett Favre. We don't. I think everybody can agree we don't want that again. Um, I nobody really took that retirement serious. Everybody knows this guy is just hyper competitive. You know he wants one more. I think he wants to continue to prove that he can do it. For some reason, he I, he has nothing to prove in my eyes. He's won seven Super Bowls, and he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Just retire and just enjoy it. Like, I, I just don't get what he's trying to prove at this point. I think that uh, – didn't LeBron and him have a conversation? Isn't that what yeah, happened? Yeah, and he's like, we're the goats or something. Yeah. Apparently, uh, LeBron. I mean, this is a story. I, you don't. You never know how much weight any of these stories hold. But apparently, LeBron and Brady were having a conversation, and he was like, "We're like," and and he was like, "Look, we're the best that's ever done what we do." And LeBron said, "I challenge you to play as long as I do." And here we are. Yeah. Well, you also saw it when he was talking to, uh, not Messi, Ronaldo. And he, Ronaldo was like, you you were coming back or you retired? And he just gives the eh, face. Yeah. And it's just like everybody knew this was happening. He got a taste of what, it, what retired life was like and actually being at home with the family and realized it ain't that great. You got to deal with shit now. I think that it was like, a, I think he just knows his body. I think that's what's important right now. Yeah. Is like he knows he's still capable, you know. Like, I think one more big injury for sure he's done. 
But oh yeah, I think that he just knows what he's capable of more so than we do. And I think that he he knows that he's got far more in the tank. I mean, he threw for 5K yards this year, didn't he not? Something like that. I mean, he, let's be honest, he was pretty close to getting back to the Super Bowl. I mean, he wasn't too far off. I mean, they beat the Rams. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, literally, they probably, I mean, if they play better football, they, they're they in, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, and that's not just his fault. That's that's, that's a team thing. All team. So, yeah, you, you guard Cooper Cup. Which is unguardable, turns which out. Which nobody can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly excited. Good for him. I want to see him play until he's yeah. fucking 50. I want to see him play It'd until he's 65 fucking years old. And then he just gets immediately inducted to the Hall of Fame right after the Super Bowl that he wins when he's 65. Yeah, I mean, it would be absolutely wild if he did that. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just a big Brady fan. Bottom line. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It was going to be weird not having him. I mean, it was like when Peyton did. But everybody knew when Peyton was doing it because he had the drop-off. Brady hasn't had the drop-off. There's no drop-off. At all. No. He's the real deal, dude. So He's got yep. he's got multiple, I would say two or three more years in him. Probably, unless the hits start to add up. They're going to have to get another And line. if that te- he's going to have to keep that, that team has still got to be built around oh, 100%. him. Oh, 100%. If they start to fall off, he's gone. 100%. Like, he, he'll have to retire. Yeah, I agree. I think that was part of it because they had a lot of um, free agents this year. A lot of guys came off and were free agents, so... It'll be interesting to see how this goes, and there's been so much crazy shit with free agency, and we'll dive into it. Yeah. Um, but Brady being the biggest piece, I think, coming back outside of one other piece. Yeah, that's that was that was massive for sure. Um, yeah. Let's just get into it. What what what's these? What are these free agent moves? Let's talk about them. So, the first one, and I don't think this has shocked anybody. Rogers is back with Green Bay. People were pissed at him for taking so long. Look, the guy was considering retirement. Um, it was either he was retiring or going back to Green Bay. And so I, no, I'm i not shocked by this at all. I mean, the guy just won another MVP. There's no reason not to come back. I mean, it's similar to what Brady. I, Aaron's not as old, and everybody can hate him for his vaccine takes and all that, but whatever. The guy can still fucking play, and he's still going to do it. I think Devontae needs to come yeah. back, though. If he doesn't come back, then they're kind of screwed. He is their, their guy. He, uh, didn't he decline franchise tag status? Or? Yeah, he said he will not play on the franchise tag. That's wild. So he wants a deal. Good for him. Um, Which is weird because you know what the franchise tag is. is he just gets the average pay out of the top five guys. So he's getting paid. Just not, you know, number one, and he's not on a long-term deal. Exactly. Um, Aaron Rodgers is literally the best quarterback in the league. So... It would have been so weird to see him retire, but also like it would imagine him and Brady not playing. It would have been it would have made so much sense just looking at their age, but when you watch them play, it just makes zero sense. Dude, literally exactly. the two best players in the NFL are in their way late stages of their career, like gray stages. And what's weird is both teams, both guys are they're pretty set up for a Super Bowl. Yeah, they were both leading in the odds for the MVP. You know, like yeah. And then there's Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. So it's so weird. There's right. nobody in there like prime prime. It's just guys that are hella young and 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 electric and then old heads that just know how to manage. That's the only thing. They just throw good they balls. They just throw quality footballs. That's it. 
And then the other two are just still trying to truck people on their scrambles. <laughs> well, at least Josh Allen yeah. is. I don't know yeah, about Mahomes he, he as might much. Be a little softer, but regardless, yeah, I um, I don't know. I'm, I'm. It's good to see Aaron Rodgers go back, even though they kind of they Green Bay kind of shit on him. Um, it's good that he's just mature about it and was like, you know what, it's cool, whatever. Like, let's just keep it moving. Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's find a way here. And um, yeah. good. He does need Devontae, though. I can tell you that right now. Absolutely. I think that's got to be the their number one thing they got to do. Uh, next, probably the most shocking one, in my opinion, would be Russell Wilson got traded to Denver. How bad was that scenario, you think, in Seattle? I mean, look how many guy, how many times this guy has gotten sacked during his career. There, outside of DK and Tyler Lockett, they they released Bobby Wagner, which was wild to see them do that. Um, I think that he didn't. He needed to get out of there because they're in a rebuild, and he is not. I, he's getting later into his career for for him, and I think he needs to start being on teams that need a win now. And to be honest, a lot of people compared this to the Stafford thing. I'm sorry, I don't see Denver being that the same way as the Rams. Like the Rams had an elite defense before Stafford came and had Cooper Dude, Cup and some other pieces. They had an elite offense. It's, it's just, I mean, they literally went to Goff the Super bad. Bowl a few years ago. With That's Goff. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. All they needed was a guy to be able to throw the ball. And honestly, if Stafford would just stop being an idiot all the time and throw so many interceptions, <laughs> they'd be even better. They would you know? be. Like, this is n- in no way, shape, or form the Rams comparison there's there there you can't compare the two no. um the broncos kind of suck they suck the last two or three years and they have some pieces they don't have von miller something they don't have von miller he is now with the you bills actually he sounded pretty pretty A big fat, deal with them i think four fat years deal. four years 160 is that A right fat deal uh i think it was more years than that but i could be wrong yeah it's a it's a good deal for him and buffalo just keeps getting better so there you go but, like, they have pieces. They got Cortland Sutton. They got Jerry Judy. I think they still have Melvin Gordon. And um, I can't remember the other running back they have. But, like, they have pieces. I just – it's not the same like this. They don't have the elite defense that they once did. No, they got Bradley Chubb. But still, they don't have some of those pieces. And I think it might take a little bit of time for Russell to go in there and maybe get them to uh, to contend. Because you have – like, the Raiders are a pretty solid team. Oh, yeah. Josh McDaniels there now. Like everybody shits on Carr, but Carr's everybody pretty solid. Everybody shits on Carr, but he's a good quarterback. And then look at the other quarterback, Justin Herbert. Chargers, they're getting better. They just got Khalil Mack from uh, from yep. the Bears. Then look at the number one quarterback in that division, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They're just the Chiefs. You know that is the the number one team right now in that division. Yeah, they're not going to be winning the division anytime soon. The Broncos. I will say it is more no. appealing now to be a Bronco now. I will say. Oh, absolutely. You go play with Russ. I mean, Russ is a little bit of a weird guy in and of himself, but I think that's a, it's a great move for him. He needed to get out of Seattle because then you go look at the NFC West and it's the Rams and the 49ers at this point. Literally, that's it. And even the 49ers are getting, you know, they're in kind of limbo with their quarterback situation outside of the fact that they're, it looks like they're rolling with Trey Lance. I have zero faith in Trey Lance. I I mean, I'm the same way with, like, Jordan Love in Green Bay. But to be fair, 
to Lance's credit, I totally missed on Josh Allen. So, that's, yeah. I mean, you know, I thought Allen was going to be dog shit, but here we are. Stud. I hope freaking I hope Trey Lance goes in there and crushes, dude. To be honest, I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope the kid that yeah. went to the Bears that used to play at Georgia and then he went to Ohio State, I hope they does well. Fields. We need more prolific. We need more young quarterbacks to step up. We do. The fact that we're yeah. relying on a 44-year-old and a 37, 38-year-old to really give yeah. us quality news is a shame, is shameful, you know? Yeah. Like step it up, young guys. Let's go. I mean, you you have guys out there. It's just they're not contract yet, right? Like, so they're not. It's just part of it. What about the Jaguars? What do you what What do you got on them right now? There, they've made some interesting moves. I think going and signing DJ Chark for that. Uh, no, they signed somebody to it. Oh, Kirk. It was um Christian Kirk. Kirk. That's Chark went to I think to the Jets or yeah. something. But no, that. This is a little too much money, in my opinion, for Christian. No, he Kirk. had a good agent on that. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, eighty something million dollars for what a number three guy behind AJ Green and Larry Fitz there for a while, and I can't remember who's of D Hop at this yeah. point. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not paying eighty mil for a number three. Maybe they see. Maybe they see a one in him, but they just he's uh, he's undervalued. Only time will tell. Maybe so. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence yeah. will stop throwing to the defense and, and to the offense. Yeah. Again, just kind of a interesting move for them to be doing that. And I don't know. It's just the Jaguars. They, I still think they're going to suck. They're going to suck for a little while. I mean, new coach this year. It's going to be – it's an uphill climb. And it's Doug Peterson, too. He's kind of an odd guy, too. Who is um, it? Who's that? Very into ice cream. He was the Eagles coach that won that Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Guy who's super into ice cream for some reason. Yeah, big big ice cream guy. Um Yeah. I uh I don't know. You know, like Miles Jack on the defense is a fucking freak of nature. Yeah. You know, like if you could build around him on defense, and if Trevor Lawrence somehow gets his head up his ass and, and is decent, they could have a good team. Trevor Lawrence is a winner. Let's face the facts. The guy can win football games with if if he has the right tools, you know. So, yeah, but Miles Jack is gone. He went to Pittsburgh. What? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, that, I think that happened today or yesterday. That it, when you said there's been so many moves, it's hard to keep up pit, with. So the steel curtain is back. Yeah, it's, Pittsburgh. I mean, I mean him and T.J. Watt. I mean, dude. Now, they need a quarterback, but they did get Trubisky. Um, I think he's their guy. LOL. But it'll be interesting to see what they can do. He he gets a fresh start somewhere, and he's not in the Matt Nagy, Matt Canada uh, offense anymore. So that'll be – I mean, good for Mitch getting his another, another opportunity, but I mean, he sat behind Josh Allen for two years. So how, how, do, how do you think that made him feel? I think it humbled him. There's That's definitely a lot of sure. humility involved. But you're sitting behind a guy that – what year did Josh Allen get drafted? Maybe a year before or after after him, like a year or two after him. Um, Trubisky draft. Trubisky got drafted in 17. 17. Yeah. Right. Josh Allen. 
18, I want to say, with Allen. So he's sitting behind. Hold on. Let's just go back really quickly. Okay. Um, Trubisky was drafted second overall to the Bears in 2017. Right. Okay. 2018 yep. rolls around. And Allen's a first first round pick. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, seventh overall, the year after Trubisky, and now you're backing this guy up. Not one year, but two years. Yeah. Gotta. I mean, gotta it, feel it, like shit. I I think, but when you watch the guy play, you're like, yeah, I probably can't do that, dude. But but maybe he believes he can. My thing, dude. As soon as you watch any athlete out there, and you say, in the right context, yeah, I just can't do that. Hey man, hang it up. Hey True. man, hang it the fuck up. You you don't have what it takes. You know, it's cool that you don't have what it takes, yeah. but fucking don't do this anymore. You know. Because yeah, I'm interested to see what he does. To be honest, I hope. You. Listen, I hope he does. I hope he goes there and takes him to the playoffs. But he's not gonna. I tell you that. The good news is they have an absolute unit of a defense that's gonna keep him in ball games. Najee Harris is gonna have to run for four thousand yards next year. Yeah. Now the interesting thing that just happened today, and this goes along with the Deshaun Watson thing, which we're gonna get into is Baker Mayfield requested a trade because of all the shit that Cleveland's done the last two days. Cleveland met with Deshaun. Oh, wow. And they also tweeted, and Baker got in his feels and posted something like, I love Cleveland and all this kind of stuff. And then to, they came out and said they want an adult at quarterback. And then today he requested a trade, and they immediately turned around and said they denied it. They said, you're our quarterback. They're trying to mend the uh, relationship. But Baker thinks it's too far gone. Good for him, dude. Get out of there, dude. I'm not saying Baker's a good quarterback, but nobody should have that happen. And his top team, if he was to get traded, would be the Colts because they are in dire need of a quarterback currently. As they just got rid of Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz went to Washington, which – Good riddance. Yeah, um, Carson Wentz sucks. He's bad. I, I don't know how. He's still a starter, and he's going to. Like, I don't understand that trade. Do you really think Carson Wentz is better than Heineke? I don't think so, and I think Heineke's cheaper. You don't think you know. <laughs> there you go. Heineke, Heineke will play with it for a damn hot dog and a damn bus ticket right now. That guy's a gamer. I take Heineke over half of them just because he's got just huge balls. He's not worth a damn. Let's 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 call it what it is. He's not worth a flying fuck, but good God, does he bring the energy. And that's what I'm into. Almost beat Brady. Almost beat Brady in that playoff game. He's got balls. He literally separated his shoulder in that game trying to score. Yeah. That's badass, dude. Not granted, Carson Wentz did break his leg in half during a football game. But I don't know if that was – I think that was just circumstance. It wasn't for effort. Yeah. Also, that was peak Carson Wentz. Peak Carson Wentz is way better than Heineke. This level – this version of Carson Wentz is only like 25% better than Heineke. Look, Carson Wentz threw a pick six on his own one-yard line while spraining both ankles. That's a wild stat. 
That is Carson Wentz right now. Hey man, don't sprain both ankles at the same time. You can't do That's that. All, you I don't even can't. know how you would do that. I need to watch the play because I don't even know how you could do that. It's wild. Both both ankles sprained on the exact same play for a pick six on his one one yard line. Insane. Absolute worst case scenario. Yeah, just just completely terrible. Didn't need to throw the ball. You were going to sprain the ankles anyways. But what are the odds of both spraying on the same play? Low, just low crazy. as the as the odds. Yeah, that's the answer. Well, I guess high, high like the number would be high, right? What do you mean? If you were to Are say, gonna, "Oh, he's going to break," he's going to sprain both angles on this play. What would the odds be on that? Plus ten thousand. Oh yeah, hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, next thing we'll move into is the Deshaun Watson news. Look, the guy didn't get charged with a crime for his sexual assault charges that he was facing. Didn't get charged, and it seems like. Um, the NFL is kind of taking it that way that he's probably going to be suspended probably four to six games. And that's okay. In in their eyes, they're going to be upgrading a quarterback and there's been multiple teams. It seems like there's been four. It's been the saints are the number one team. It seems like surprisingly the Falcons, um, the Panthers and Cleveland. I mentioned yep. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland's out. They're out. Uh, Carolina seems like they're out. But it seems like it's coming down to the Falcons or the Saints. And the Saints, surprisingly, have now jumped almost to the top of the salary cap um, management thing. Like, they have that much um, open now. They're number two behind really? the Colts because the Colts haven't spent any money. But they were dead last, like, three weeks ago. And now they have all this money. So they can sign Deshaun if they Do want. they still have Jameis? Jameis is a free agent. Is he? Yeah. I know he was I know he was So I think if they don't get Deshaun, I think well, I know he was injured. I know yeah. Well he blew his knee right. out, but he seems to be doing okay. Um uh it's just kind of wild to see the Falcons in on this one. No. Not the Saints so much, but the Falcons. Maybe for you, because you have a business mind and you understand the cap hit it's gonna have for Matt Ryan. But I'm letting you know right now as a casual fan, this makes fucking perfect sense. Matt Ryan sucks. Yeah. You got to get Matt Ryan out of there. It's honestly not even. It's not even Matt Ryan. God, if if if, if the time ever comes where Matt Ryan hears this, Matt Ryan, you're pretty good, dude. All right, I retract my previous statement. He's a solid you're a quarterback. Good quarterback, like you, you're, your you team were sucks, Super Bowl so. bound. You took it to the Super Bowl, but here is the problem: you will forever be stigmatized as the guy that gave up a 24-point lead in the Super Bowl. So that energy... 25. Exactly, my fucking point. That energy, it just seeps off of you, and nobody wants that energy. Bottom line, you know? Look, like I said, good quarterback, great arm. I mean, when he had guys, when he had Julio, they were electric. But it just wasn't it, dude. You know, like, hey... You're officially not it. So, sorry. Here's Deshaun. We'd rather take a guy that rolls over and has his cock out on a massage table. <laughs> you know? Who, allegedly. Well, here's the issue with Matt, allegedly. Um, here's the issue with Matt, and nothing against him. Like he, like we said, if he was on a team, like uh, the Colts would be a perfect fit for him. He could go. 
they're ready for they are ready more so than Denver is dome dome. for Russell. Yeah. Like he would be good there. They have a great defense. They have pieces around. They have the one of the best offensive lines in football, which is what he desperately needs. The guy, not super athletic when it comes to running. Um kind of gets sacked a lot. Why is that? Maybe not because he's super mobile and like that's not a big deal. I mean, look at Brady. But our offensive line as a Falcons fan is just atrocious. And yes, he has a massive cap hit, and that's why he's impossible to trade, it seems yeah. like. But if you can figure out a way to maybe do a three-team trade or just a straight-up trade with Houston for you Matt Ryan. All your picks. Like for Deshaun. Every pick you got. Hey, I don't, that's what it seems I don't like they're doing. Do, I don't want any of my fucking picks for the next four years. Just take all of them. How many rounds? Take tw- There's 28 picks out here. Who wants them? What you got to yeah. take them. It seems like that's what they were going to do know? or they're going to do if they do trade for him. But I think the whole reason for this one, why Deshaun would even get to do this, is because he wants to come home after all this shit, right? Just get back to your people, surround yourself with your family, figure this whole thing out, get, the right get, play. get refocused and focus on the football. The right play, 100%. Yeah. But if he goes back down with the Saints, they're more ready to win a Super Bowl if that's what he's concerned Very with. Very true. Very true. Um, it's the path is through Tampa Bay. You know, the path is through Tampa, yeah. and the Saints are the only team that can do that right now in that division. Um, it's yeah. a it's a the the Panthers the Panthers are a Falcons shit show. The Falcons good. are dog ass. The Saints have guys on defense and offense. I mean, when you're winning, I mean, when you're winning games with Tyson, whatever his name, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, uh, you're yeah. pretty good because he's shitty quarterback let's call it what it is he's a great athlete um i'll net excellent well above par when it comes to athleticism but as a quarterback not just very not good. good at quarterback and that's okay it's yes. fine you got your time you went 500 at best get out of there see ya you know they were actually doing well with Jameis, and um they were yeah i it'll be interesting to see if he goes goes there um it's down to the to these two teams and uh, it's kind of crazy and it's gonna be weird because whoever does this he waves a no trade clause because he has a no trade clause then if he was coming to the falcons matt would have to do the same thing and he would kind of get his choice of where he would go which is and i think the colts are be perfect for him what about the what about the seahawks no I, uh, yeah, they got DK and Lockett, but I just don't think. I think Seattle's kind of a mess right now. Oh, it's now. Chalk City up there in Seattle. And it rains a shit ton. Nobody really wants to play there. No. Um, uh, it's kind of a mess right now. I um, I don't know, dude. There's some wild shit going on. I mean, I'm interested to see where the dust, when the dust settles in August. <laughs> What what's going on? Because there's a lot of things that are about no, that. five months. I mean, look from at now. The, the draft's gonna shake everything up too. Yeah. Oh, the draft always does. I mean, I'll be interested to see how this all goes. Where's Malik That's Willis my gonna point, go? Is like with all these quarterbacks moving around, are these quarterbacks this draft even valuable? You know? The, I mean, everybody's saying this quarterback draft is dog ass, which I kind of agree with. It's not when Malik good. Willis is your QB one coming out of the you know, coming in the draft, not a good round. Yeah, no, he, that's not to say he's not he could not be amazing. Like but Dak Prescott, I mean, same time. Dak Prescott, he, nobody thought yeah. Dak was gonna be worth a shit. He, he signed up for a backup at Tony Romo, and 
he got his opportunity and took it. And by all means, war damn, Malik. I know you got bad blood with his buddy, but not with me. I wish you'd have played some. Yeah. Wish we'd have given you the opportunity. Hey. You know, we're really good at benching the best. Turns out, real good. <laughs> we can bench the fuck out of the best, dude. And I hope you go get that bread, bro. But I'm just saying, in my eyes, right now, you're not very good. That's how I feel. You know? Yeah. What He's about also built uh, like a fucking linebacker? Go ahead, sorry. You just brought Dak up, and this made me think about this because Amari got traded to Cleveland. How about Amari calling Dak the Black Kirk Cousins? Did he do that? Yeah, apparently. I don't even know how to feel about that. Like, is that bad? I don't understand. Why would that be bad? Kirk Cousins is pretty I think good. The, I think the thing is, is that Kirk doesn't win a whole lot. True. True. I think that would be the knock on Kirk and think that would be the knock on Dak in this situation. Very true. Because let's be honest, the Cowboys probably should be in playoff contention or Super Bowl talk every single year with the roster they had last year with Dak being back yeah, healthy. Dak isn't a very good quarterback. His, uh, his flaws have come to light. Yeah. And granted, he's coming off that major injury, so... Yeah. Give him the one year, but at the same time, (laughs) yeah. Um, One more thing I really wanted to hammer on, then we can talk a little March Madness and talk, give some updates on that. Um, Calvin Ridley, suspended for a year for gambling. Wow. That's how I feel about it. Just how incredibly dumb. Now, he didn't do this. I had, when this first came out, I kind of had a theory that he'd done it illegally. He went through a bookie, won all this money. Bookie ratted him out. No. He did this legally down in Florida through Hard Rock when it was, I guess, legal there for the time being. And uh, used his real legal name. I guess there's a subsidiary or a company that whenever that happens, when somebody, their name, when an NFL, NFL player's name pops up in a casino for a bet, that gets reported and it got to the NFL and bam, suspended. Hey, man. Who gives a shit? Who is he betting on? I wanted to see the bet slip. He was doing uh, three, five, and eight team parlays, $1,500 each. <laughs> and the Falcons were included on these to win. They were included on them? To win. That was just bad bet in general. Right there. I mean, that's, yeah, what an idiot, first off. Second off, <laughs> was he hurt? He was hurt, right? No, he was not hurt. He took he stepped away for his mental health. Damn. So at this point he wasn't playing. But he was still technically on the team, but he just wasn't he was right. you know he's, inactive. He's not doing his job. Um but still a part of the franchise, so can't do that. I think they should just legalize it all. Even if they're throwing on purpose. Let's just mix it up. Let's get some wild shit going on, you know? I want to see some drop <laughs> touchdowns on purpose. You know, let's get some let's get some weird shit going on, dude. Well, you have Ocho from ESPN, or no, I think he he might be Fox. I can't. Th- I think he's ESPN actually. Ocho, anyways, came out and like posted a video. He's like, "Oh yeah, this guy, this is very sus because he had some touch. He had some plays where he like would just randomly stop or like go out of bounds randomly when he could keep running." Um, I mean, the video, is it, it's a reach, obviously. He wasn't throwing games. If that was the case, this would it would have been a lot worse. 
but he made three parlays when he wasn't playing and it was $1,500 each. And yet here you have the NFL making all these deals with sports books. Like New Orleans, the Superdome is not the Superdome anymore. It's the Caesar Superdome. Yep. So it's kind of hypocritical, but at the same time, you're a player. Meanwhile, you know they the just rules. didn't they Don't just the hired rules. like a they hired a lead betting organizer or some shit officer. Yeah. For the NFL. Yeah. Like they just hired somebody that handles that shit. Right after this came out. <laughs> like yeah. The, the lack of tact is crazy. Yeah, this uh, optics just looks so bad. But even from him, like, come on, dude, you know you can't do that. His I guarantee you his thing was like, I'm not playing. Why can't I do this? Yeah, I just, yeah. That's fun, dude. You know, like, it's just fun. <laughs> it's fun. But, like, I put in a teaser today, lost fucking immediately, you know? I was about to ask, is it, was it on took, March Madness? I How's it Colorado going? I State plus seven on a teaser. Oh, and they were literally... So we're in March they were Sadness literally, right Yeah, now. big March Sadness. They were literally <laughs> fucking favored to win the game! And they can't even keep it within seven? Like... Ridiculous, no, they can't, dude. I'll tell you what's a lock though. Jacksonville State plus fifteen and a half against Auburn. Do you think so? Oh yeah, Auburn can't beat anybody by fifteen right now. That's you know that's interesting. Alabama loses first because round because I have I have them going pretty far. Alabama loses first round. Auburn loses second. That's how I feel. So good on that side. Tennessee won. So yeah, the big upset so far: Michigan beating Colorado State seventy-five to sixty-three. The second biggest one being Iowa losing by four to Richmond, sixty-seven to sixty-three. Providence won. I got a good one right now. I've got ninety-seven percent right now. What does that mean? Oh, because Memphis beat Boise. The Zags beat, okay. And then Baylor won. Mm-hmm. North Carolina's dragging Marquette. Mich- I got Michigan. I didn't Tennessee. Get I'm at 71%. Tennessee, Providence. Ooh, Richmond upset. Richmond beat Iowa. Yeah, I nice. told you. You had that? Nice. No, I did not. I did not. I did not. That wrecks my bracket, dude. I had Iowa going to like fucking Sweet Sixteen. Sheesh. Uh, who else? I got. Uh, that's it. That's that's the only ones that I've played, I guess. Yeah, I had uh, I had Michigan over Colorado State though. Yeah. So let me ask: With March Madness, is this something you sit down and watch every Hell day? Hell nah. Is this, is this what you do? Hell nah. I'm not either. I do not, brother. Not at all. It's just something I don't really know a whole lot about. I do the brackets for fun, whatever, but yeah. still, just. I'll tell you what, I could see Michigan beating Tennessee. Tennessee's Think so? not great. Well, I say it's not great. I watch them play Auburn, and Auburn's really fucking good. So it's. When I watch Auburn play people, it's, the other team typically doesn't look that great. Didn't Tennessee beat Auburn? Or oh, yeah, but early in the year, Auburn beat the dog ass out of Tennessee. Now that could be. I think we're more worried about now, right now rather we, than we, we early. We could be peaking at the right time, Tennessee. You know that could be the truth. Yeah. I don't know, but I just know that the Tennessee I saw not very good. 
Now, granted, I'm pretty sure Michigan only they lost like fucking 15 games this year. So, yeah, Michigan not very good. Better than Colorado State. They were a bubble team. They were a bubble team, and I think they had to play a playing they game did. to get in. Maybe. So, I mean, they're they're already on the game three here. Nutty. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, March Madness, fun stuff. March uh, fucking. You got any bets? March fucking sadness, dude. I'm telling you, Tech yeah. Jack State plus 15 and a half. Uh, you probably won't hear this before then, but you're going to look back at the game and say, damn, I wish I knew the future. Cam was right. Cam nailed that. Um, I just don't have a, bu- I don't have a bunch of faith in Auburn. Auburn peaked in December. Um, I don't think that they're uh, – they're just not playing good basketball at the moment. I mean, KD Johnson literally went 0-14 from the floor against Texas A&M. That's more impressive than going perfect from the floor at the Division I level. That is more right. impressive. That's way more impressive. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm rooting for Auburn. I hope they go deep as fuck. I hope they win that shit the whole time. You know, I hope they win every game. But they're just they're just. Right. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, I got Arizona taking it home. You got Arizona. Yeah. I got Gonzaga, and then in another bracket, I got Baylor. <laughs> Didn't even realize they won it last they year. Did. It tells you how much I care. I care, but everybody that I've heard has said Gonzaga's better this year than they were last year, so they should get it done Bama finally. Beat but Gonzaga. we shall see. Bama beat them in the regular season. Um, Auburn's playing early tomorrow. Yeah, they they might even lose. Hell, <laughs> you never know. The faith in you Auburn. You never know with Auburn, dude. They could fuck around and just flat out lose. Yeah, I got a. That's, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. So one of my brackets is seventy nine point six percent. I have I have one that's a ninety eight percent though, which is kind of wild. Shit, there you go. That is, I mean, it'll get busted. No tomorrow. sir, no, I won't. I'm fucking. Well, you're not I'm perfect, not, so no one I'm million not dollars. Perfect, that's true, but I'm damn near it. Oh, all right, let's wrap. Th- Holy shit, we're at an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, we can wrap this thing up. I don't. I think that's all I've got as of right now. I know there's been yeah. some other moves and stuff, but at this point, it's hard to keep track of with both sports, but baseball and football. Um, plus madness going on, plus the Players' Championship this past weekend. It's been a busy sports time. Has been. So sit back and relax and enjoy the madness that is March and college basketball. Hope your team wins. Hope your bracket's very good. Um, I know it's St. Patty's Day. Enjoy your car bombs. Um, drink your yes, Guinness. Sir. Have have I'm a good not time. Do that, but I hope you guys do. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope, uh, that's uh, we're wrapping this shit up. All right, episode ninety nine of the podcast. It's pretty crazy. We're almost hitting triple digits. Thank you guys for showing up and showing out weekly to hang out with us. Um, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all, and uh, we're gonna keep bringing this to you as much as we can, as frequently as, as we can. Um, my life's about to get pretty weird with me moving and all that, but, um, we are going to do this for the foreseeable future and, uh, we appreciate you. Um, thank y'all for hanging out with us again today and listening to our rants and raves and tangential thoughts and, and, you know, overall madness, pun intended. And, um, it's good to be back into the normal swing of things. We had that episode last week. It was awesome. Once again, if you haven't, it was if you great. haven't fucking listened to it, it's really cool. My brother, he has a show on A and E, 
And uh, we got to dive a little deeper than most people can in an interview with these guys and get to know them a little bit and figure out their roots in, in real estate and why they did the show and how they got the show and how, the, how it ran and all of that. So if y'all want to know how the TV shows ran, go listen to that, and they'll tell you exactly how, how it ran. So it was, it was very interesting. But um, thank y'all for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm good. I hope y'all have a phenomenal weekend. May all of your bets hit. May all of your brackets stay true. And, um, yeah. Fucking, we're done. You good, Ron? We're yep. good. Yeah, it's a launch. Have a happy St. Right, Patty's dude. Day, guys, and enjoy your March GG. madness.